Gabe and Steven are here, round 55. We've done 55 of them. And we're not going to stop. We're just going to keep it going. We're just going to keep this train a rocking. Um, I got to say, I'm very excited for this episode. Uh, Had it on my mind for a while. This is a brewery that has been on my radar for a while. One that I've had their beers in New York, uh, hunted down a few years back. I'm just, I'm pumped for it. So uh, we got Threes Brewing out of New York. Uh, Yeah, this one has been everywhere honestly i first saw this beer in target believe it or not and i said what the hell is that and one of the beers i saw is what you're drinking today and uh yeah from there we've just said you know what we got to try this brewery out shout out to that target um and yeah, uh, honestly yeah. it says more about the target than it does about the, yeah exactly the brewery. They, they have craft beer apparently in new york so they know what's up um we're very excited i can imagine mike breen is going to be here a lot with us because i don't know about you guys but when i think of three like threes i just immediately picture like a three-pointer like carmelo anthony shooting a three so exclamation point you don't have to tell me twice. There's our boy. <laughs> or thrice. Uh, we are now available on YouTube. If you didn't get the memo, if you missed last week, uh, follow us on there. Um, we've always been available on YouTube, but now the show is available for you to watch. We are a video podcast now. You can see us. You can see our smiling faces. I've got pictures of the brewery every week behind me, which is uh, which is fun for everyone. This I've week got we fun got coasters and stickers and a ukulele. And you can see pictures of the beer, which, uh, or, you know, the beer live as we're drinking it, which, uh, could be useful or helpful or, or fun for you. If you're, uh, having trouble visualizing what we're talking about, you can see it on the camera. So, uh, watch us over there. Once you've found us, go ahead and subscribe, click the bell. You'll get a notification every week when a new episode drops. You can also find us in audio format on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, all of those things. You can subscribe to us on Apple. You can follow us on Spotify. That will put us in your feed every Thursday morning. You won't even have to go look for us. And most importantly, feel free to offer some rates and reviews. It helps the show. It helps us make the show better for you. So we appreciate all the feedback we have gotten in the past and uh, and keep it coming. Let us know what breweries to hit next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Let us know if we should switch to a different type of alcohol. We're open for it. Let us know. We're here for you guys. And with that, let's dive in, as we always do, into the beer news. Beer news. Right. So coming up first, uh, some news breaking this week about Portland Brewing uh, closing down. They are shutting their doors as of February 5th. This is a brewery that's been around for a very long time. It was founded in 1986 by uh, Art Lawrence, Fred Bauman, and Jim Goodwin in Portland, Oregon. Uh, It became part of the big craft beer boom of the 1980s in Oregon. It was a big part of putting Oregon on the craft beer map. However, since then, they have struggled to stay relevant as the craft beer scene has exploded and and whatnot. They also went through a series of sales. They were sold to Pyramid Brewing in 2004. Then they they were sold to Magic Hat in 2010 and on and on. Um, So now they're they're calling it quits. The move was announced in a Facebook post. Uh, The company said on their Facebook 
that they have had an amazing journey helping to shape the Portland craft beer scene. Over 34 years, they've made lots of interesting and creative beers that showcase the heart and soul of the brewers. So it is with a heavy heart that we will be permanently closing our Portland Brewery's doors in early February. They also offer to thank you to all of those that have supported the company and been with them for so long. I did just want to mention that the company was pretty clear uh, that this is not COVID related. It is, um, it is a just a just a fact of of life. So it's not related to the pandemic. We've obviously seen a lot of closings re- related to the pandemic, but this brewery has been around for 34 years, so it is it is definitely notable. Fifco USA is the company that owns Portland Brewing. They are transferring production of Pyramid Brewing, which they also own, out of Oregon to their facility in Rochester, which, as you we know from a few months ago, is where Magic Hat is now being brewed as well. Right. So. Sad to see it go. Uh, this is a brewery that's just a, a a paragon of the craft beer scene in, in Portland. So uh, totally, and Portland is known for some other great beers. So you know, definitely support uh, Portland and their craft beer scene moving and if forward. You find yourself in Portland, Oregon. You have until February fifth to go say a goodbye to uh, Portland Brewing Company. So, Pour one out. Moving right along, the Brewers Association is launching a mentorship program. This is new, and this is dope. Uh, The program is seeking to increase the diversity of the workforce, leadership, and ownership of small and independent craft breweries by providing structured mentoring and advocacy to those who may be experiencing barriers to access or advancement in the industry. Uh, It's a 12-week program. It's going to pair aspiring craft beer uh, heads and whatnot when professionals with the industry experts. And that's really great because you get, they get to learn from the best. So it's right in there. It's perfect for them. Participants who successfully complete the program will also be eligible for scholarship support for their next steps in the industry education and professional development. So a lot in one. Applications for mentors are currently being accepted at brewersassociation.org and will be accepted on a rolling basis throughout the year. So if this is something you're interested in, definitely visit the website and check it out. And this news is also following the recent creation of the Brewers Association's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Department, DEI. And it's in line with the commitments we discussed last summer. I love this. I love that the Brewers Association is is taking steps and can, sticking with their commitment that we talked about to, to move the industry forward. Because it's, as right. we talked and- about time and again, it's a big, it's a big issue. Yeah. And above all, it's not just inclusionary. They're also teaching, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's for anyone who's got a passion for beer or brew making. I mean, you can do this and learn so much and move forward. And so it's, it's giving back in more ways than one. So, I mean, Brewers Association, well done. Good work. Keeping the industry alive. All right. Let's talk about something. Somebody has to. Let's talk about something a little fun. Um, I just found this and I, I think it was interesting, you know, at the end of the year, uh, and as we move into new years, a, a lot of times, and we discussed this last year, uh, you'll see people kind of trying to project what the trends are going to be in the brewing industry or the, or food and beverage industry or whatever mm-hmm. the industry is. So J.R. Brooks is a correspondent for the Mercury News, which is in the Bay Area, and he had a story out predicting five trends to watch for in 2021. 
Oh, I'm going to discuss them right now. Here we go. These these should be good. Uh, number one, he says brewery shakeups. Obviously, breweries are closing due to the pandemic. That's no fun, but we'll probably see that coming in the coming year. Uh, Jay predicts that juice and juicy IPAs and hazy IPAs will continue to be a trend because we don't have enough of those already. He also predicts that hard seltzer shall continue to be a trend. More power to it. Um <laughs> Whatever. He, he did these were the two that I found interesting. Jay predicts a rise of uh low or no alcohol beers. So uh we we've already seen this starting to happen. I mean it, just the other day I saw a yep. Heineken ad for, you know, Heineken zero point zero, right? It's already it's happening. Heineken, but it's a lot of the craft places as well. They're making a right. lot of the non alcoholic options for people who don't drink. And there are whole breweries such as Athletic Brewing that are specifically devoted to non-alcoholic options. So Jay Brooks predicts that we'll continue to see this trend. uh, And in the coming year, he notes that Sam Adams will be releasing their Just the Haze non-alcoholic New England IPA, as well as their, uh, as well as Deschutes releasing a Teensy, which is a 2.2% ABV option. That's that's, the perfect name, Teensy. Teensy. So that's a trend to watch out for. And then um, another one, my favorite one, I I must say, craft malt. Uh, Jay predicts that um, he notes that in much the same way consumers have learned about which hop varieties they like, craft malt will gain a presence in the new year with uh, some craft malt offerings coming out of. He mentions the Bay Area because that's where he is, but he predicts that barley will be big in 2021 and that American barley farmers will increase their production in anticipation of brewers seeking that crop. But um, I feel like as beer enthusiasts, we do pay a lot of attention to what hops are in our beers and we we don't pay as much attention to what malt is in the beer, specifically craft malt. So I think it, yeah. that's, that's an interesting area for creativity. It's, it's, yeah, it's new. It's different. It's, it's something that we'll have to keep an eye on in another stat, if you will, that we can talk about the beer with, but, um, craft malt. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, when we're able to, we always report on the kinds of malts or, you know, if mm-hmm. we're drinking like a stout or a porter, the roasted malts, like we always try to touch base on that. So this will be, this will be cool. Craft malt. I'm pumped. I'm excited. It's a fun one. Moving right along, some more good news and openings. Um, Exton, Pennsylvania. I've never been to this place. I've never heard of this place. Uh, But in Exton, Pennsylvania, Iron Hill Brewery is rolling out their new concept. And basically, it's what they're calling a tap house brewery slash restaurant. It's a polished, fast, casual concept offering a laid-back vibe, innovative fare, and craft beer. The Tap House is now open for dine-in, takeout, and delivery. Kim Borema, the CEO, says, We can't think of a better way to enter our 25th year of operations. Opening the Tap House is an exciting milestone for Iron Hill, including the large-scale production facility, to see this dream come true for the founders, especially Mark Edelson, and the entire brewery team has been rewarding, and it's their passion of and pride for Iron Hill that has made this all possible. Now, this will be Iron Hill's first large-scale production brewery. Um, The other – they have – 19 locations over a bunch of states, mostly Delaware, Georgia, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, South Carolina. Every other location is just a smaller version of what this is going to be. This is a big 
full scale production brewery slash restaurant where the other ones it's more of I guess you can call it just a restaurant with taps. I mean, it's a reason to go to Exton if you needed another one. Am I right? I, listen, you know, <laughs> beer and food, you point me in the right direction. I'm there. All right. Wrapping this up. Uh, this Week in Gross, the first one of 2021. <laughs> and guess what? It involves a seltzer. I don't want to bury the oh, lead boy. here. All right, Truly, I don't know I don't know what you're doing and I don't know why you're doing it, but Truly is releasing Boston Beer Company is launching the Truly Iced Tea Hard Seltzer, which in my mind is it's like gross met another gross and then they had a baby and the, the baby was gross and it's just it looks gross. And you can definitely tell it from other Truly Hard Seltzer options because it's it's gold, which makes it stand out from the shelf. And is a little closer to the color of vomit, which honestly though is what's in my head when I see it. All right, it's it's one gram of sugar. It's a hundred calories. It's five percent ABV, and I've never had it, but I'm gonna guess it's zero percent good. I'm gonna guess that as well. I mean, you you lost me at truly. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> and then you said yeah. iced tea, and I fell even more out of my chair. And then you said hard seltzer, and you know, I don't know. I the, the our hard seltzer is one thing, and then you've got the iced tea. I just don't see that as a flavor working. I I've tried hard seltzer recently. I won't throw out the name of the company, but it was a black cherry flavor, and I just don't know what it is. Hard seltzer to me, it's like two percent flavor and ninety eight percent bubbles. Like that's what I'm getting from it. I don't. Yeah, the pro. I understand it as a as a lower calorie option. You know, if you like seltzer, welcome to the hop. We're here to teach you new ways. But just I I really don't like iced tea flavored things that aren't iced tea. I mean, if it's yeah. if it's if I'm in Georgia on a on a porch with a a glass of sweet tea, then iced tea is great. Pretty much everywhere else, I don't I don't like it anyway. So I don't. Pretty much everywhere else, you can get a beer. All right, let's uh, let's let's have some beer, shall we? You got a you yes. got a little toast for us? Yes, please. I do have a toast. I I'm excited about it. Yeah, smooth jazz. Drink today and drown all sorrow. You shall perhaps not do it tomorrow. Best while you have it. Use your breath. There is no drinking after death. Always remember to forget the things that made you sad, but never forget to remember the things that made you glad. May the winds of fortune sail you, may you sail a gentle sea. May it always be the other guy who says, this drink's on me. Cheers. By the way, the other person saying, may the drink be on me. Yeah, that's you. So you're buying me this round. So great. Glad we covered that. Let's drink some beer. (laughs) 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I am going to go first. Uh, we've got four beers. Uh, we're going to kind of do what we did last week. I've got two. Steven's got two. I am starting things off with a, uh, I'm going to call it a little gentle giant. I've got the Your Czech Pilsner. And the specific title is Your Czech Pilsner 10 Play-Doh Pilsner. It is coming in at 3.9%. No IBUs to speak of. On the SRM chart, we're looking at a very hazy, yellow, straw, classic beer color. Very see-through. Hello. Looks like a I Pilsner. Would put this, yeah, looks like a Pilsner. Uh, I bet it'll taste like one, too. I'm going to put this around like a two to three to four-ish, mm-hmm. de- depending on the light, depending on the chart. Beer Advocate has not yet reviewed it, but Untapped gave it a 4.11. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually like, shocking. Because it's uh, you said it's 3.9% ABV. This may be, and I could be wrong about this, but I actually really don't think I am. I think this is the lowest ABV beer we've ever had on the hop. And Amen. 4.11 is on the higher side of, of untapped ratings. Not that they mean a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, you know. But uh, the note from the brewery says our latest Czech style session Pilsner inspired by the rich Svetle Pivo brewing tradition. It's a testament to the beloved Czech lager craft and to the beers we enjoy drinking both carelessly and studiously. Clocking in at 3.9, what it lacks in ABV, it makes up for in rich malt character and rolling hop expression. The ingredients, it is made with 100% Czech-grown Saz. From Live Oak Brewing in Austin, Texas. Shout out to Live Oak Brewing. Uh, it is made with Pilsner malt, obviously, Saz hops, lager yeast, and soft water is the description. And the Play-Doh, what? that's, yeah, that's what it says, so, soft water. not ice? Yeah, not frozen, not it hard water, not... <laughs> They distilled it somehow. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't alcoholic water. It wasn't <laughs> what. Which is a thing now. What's hard uh, water? I got the the ten Plato part kind of interests me, and I did some research. Degrees Plato is used to quantify the concentration of extract, mainly sugars derived from malt, but also including other soluble material in wort as a percentage by weight. So a 10p wort, which is what I have, will contain 10 grams of extract per 100 grams of wort. I'm not a scientist. That means yeah, I was something just gonna to say, me. Honestly, well done on the research. That's, that's, that's a step oh, yeah. beyond... <laughs> I just I I, do. <laughs> I found this beer and it's a Czech Pilsner and I've had Czech beer before and I mm-hmm. thought this will be cool and it said 10p and I didn't know what that meant and I did some research and it said 10 Play-Doh, Plato, I think it's Plato. It looks like Plato. So we're going to go with Plato. We're going to go with Plato and we're going to go with classic classic uh Pilsner smell. I, to be honest, no shade to threes, but it kind of smells like a Bud Light. It's okay. got that classic, very light earthiness, hint of floral, maybe. It's a little, there's like a little sneak attack. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when you say it smells like a Bud Light, that is a fair thing to say. Like, we're definitely not, because I, I anticipate saying something similar about my own is, you know, that's a Bud Light is a Pilsner and it has a style and it has totally. a smell and it's it's what we expect here. 
it's very multi and earthy. There's not a lot going on. As you can see, no real head retention, no lacing at all. This is dropping quickly. So here's to the check. Cheers to the check, people. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it gets uh, how basically how much flavor you get off it because they even acknowledge in their description that it 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 lacks ABV, which also can lead to a lack in flavor. It depends on how it turns out. So the description of flavor from the brewery, wet hay, noble spice, beer, clean and crispy, and old world. All right, you can't you can't have beer as a tasting note for beer. That's what I said. I yeah, mean, I was like, well, come on, well, threes. I would hope so. I <laughs> hope you know if it tastes like something else, we got a problem here. Whoever but. wrote their website was feeling lazy that day. <laughs> <laughs> they they definitely got hey, fired. Fred, what do you get off the beer? I don't know, beer man. Like, <laughs> yeah, it tastes like beer. Can I go home? <laughs> it definitely funny. has a little bit of spice to it. Not spices in like Belgian yeast, but definitely earthy hoppiness it's not hoppy like period but it's got like a little bit of, like i can taste a little bit of hops it might be the sass hops um definitely clean and crispy it's very easy to drink Ooh, tiniest bit of carbonation it's very crisp but it's very light mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know that i get a lot of specific flavors like it's not bland I'm getting flavor off of it, but I'm not getting, okay, orange, grapefruit, this, cherry, you know, da, 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 da. like yeah. I'm not getting those specifics. I'm getting more of it's a classic Pilsner. It's very crisp. It's very easy to drink. I taste a little bit of the spiciness from the hop, and I think it tastes a little bit stronger than a 3.9. I think in a blind taste test, I'd give it like a 4.2. That's very specific. Your your ABV palette is very specific. After fifty, dude, I know what's up. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead on on a limb and assume it's very crushable. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, this is good to. This is. I think you could probably kill a six say, pack of that, and I would say tailgating. This this might be all right if yes. you're into that sort of deal, tailgating a uh, ball game. You know. The yeah, classic. I, I say it. I said it last week. I say it again. You know, when you're when you're day drinking, uh, sometimes that's especially for me when I want to go for those like lighter options because they're lighter in alcohol. They're less heavy on your on your head, but also they're lighter in flavor and in the way they feel in your body. It just doesn't weigh you down as much. Exactly. It's know? not going to fill you up. This would be perfect to you know this. Okay. This would be perfect with pizza. There you go. Yeah. One hundo percent. Tyrion is helping me out. And uh, the can artwork's pretty dope. And not to give too many spoilers away, but it's pretty similar to your beer. Yep, that um, looks about right. The Pilsners, for some reason, have this kind of design to them. But I, I like this. It's a perfect beer to start off with. I haven't had too much food to eat today. So my next beer might send me over. But this one, it's like, all right, I'll be all right. I'm, I can form sentences and whatnot. I, I don't know what they mean by old world. But I'll give it the noble spice factor that they mentioned earlier. 
they do have that in the tasting notes, don't they? I mean, I, I assume that it's a reference to like an old world style of Pilsner, you know, maybe I would some, assume so. a throwback. So Three's Brewing, uh, they say that their focus is in lagers and hoppy American ales, which kind of seems Correct. like a very broad focus, but they do have a big focus in lagers. So, you know, they have yeah. a whole lager category. You're drinking one, I'm drinking one, but they know their lagers. So I think when they say old world, they're probably throwing it back to a sort of lager style that is less prevalent on the on the beer scene today. So with that in mind, I'm going to take the reins and grab at mine here. Mine is their uh, Vliet Pilsner, which before I actually put the beer on camera. Let me just get my can art again, similar to Gabe. So they basically have, uh, two or three distinct beer sort of artwork categories of which the loggers want. So all the loggers have this kind of design to them. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it's kind of this like wavy ripple effect thing going on. Mine's blue and pretty Gabe's is black and somehow still pretty. Mine's like, Yours it's is like, like art. It makes you think. Yeah. yeah. I like it though. It's Yours makes me think of that. Uh, what's that? The series of unfortunate events book. The one where they go out on the yeah. lake with Meryl Streep. All right. A- anyway. Um, Meryl! <laughs> the Vliet Pilsner is 5.1% ABV. I have it in a little beer mug, which felt appropriate uh, for the for the time. Now, Okay. So real quick. That right there, beer emoji. Every time we've yeah. said beer emoji on the hop, that's what we're referring to. That mug with that kind of beer color. The uh, green screen doesn't like it very much. But yeah, and the <laughs> thing is that I poured this quite a while ago. Um, and you can see here, I still have maybe half an inch of uh, head sticking around. I got a good bit of retention. It was initially more like an inch or a little more. But I got a good bit of retention here. Plenty of carbonation bubbles coming up in the glass. Uh, it's a little hazier than Gabe's was. Mm-hmm. This is on the SRM chart. It's it's sort of a golden yellow straw color. It looks paler on the camera than it is in real life. But on the SRM chart, I would probably put it around a three or a four. It's definitely on the lighter side of, of sort of beer colors, as you would expect. Beer Advocate has it at 86. Untapped has it at 3.62. And this is one of their flagships, one of their OGs, one of their go-tos. It if has, you're looking for Threes Brewing, you'll find this one. Yeah, it won the gold medal in the light lager category in the 2017 New York Craft Beer Festival, which was the first time that they had ever uh, been a part of that festival. So, um, And as an interesting side note, my can was brewed at Industrial Arts which has also been a nice Hey, shout out to Industrial. All right, so the malts in here, German Pilsner malts, obviously the hops, Spalter Select, and Gabe, say it with me, Saz. (laughs) I never get tired of saying that. (laughs) It kind of looks like mine. Um, I I really like that we both started with a Pilsner. And what's funny is when I was doing research about mine, it said on the site, pair with the Valette and compare the two. So I'd be interested if we both had each of these Aww. to see which one is better. Between the two of us, we we can. Um, well, on the nose, I get a lot of of flavor on the nose that I'm really excited about. I get a lot of 
It's very grassy. It's very herbal. Uh, plenty of what you would expect, straw and hay. Malt uh, is definitely there. A little bit of corn, but it's not too sweet. This actually has a surprising bitterness on the nose for a Pilsner. It doesn't mm. smell... I get a corn smell off it, but it's not like... Well, you know, it's not it's not corn syrup. It's, Stay thirsty, my friends. It's uh, got a, a nice zestiness to it. Uh, I definitely get some lemon off of it. I definitely get some coriander, some banana a little bit. Just hey. a little bit. But not in the way that we say with like a Belgian. Like it's not spicy. Right. Yeah. But it's got a nice sort of starchiness to it. So nice little zing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's clean in the mouth though. It doesn't have a lot of that hay or I, I get I get some breadiness off of it. I get some honey off of it. Mm. I am very surprised by how much hoppiness is in this. Nice. Um, yeah, it is. It is herbaceous. I'm sure you're not mad about that. I'm not at all. I'm a big fan. <laughs> it's sort of like because it's funny because they say that they specialize in lagers and hoppy ales, and it's sort of like they made a hoppy lager here. So yeah, that's cool. Definitely a good bit of citrus in there. Definitely some orange and grapefruit. Some lemon. And uh, sweet herbs. I just I keep coming back to the hops. The hops are really present in this in a surprising way. This is definitely not a Bud Light. This is definitely not even comparable with some of those German Pilsners. I mean, it's not even like in the line with Oktoberfest. It is. It is. Oh wow! Pretty hoppy for a Pilsner, if I'm yeah. being honest. Um. Which makes it really different and interesting. I really like it myself because I like hoppy beers. If you're one that's more into just sort of a, a light beer, you might be more inclined towards Gabe's Yor as opposed to my Vliet. Yar. <laughs> um, in the mouth, it's pretty light bodied, pretty easy drinking. It's got a lively carbonation. I was fully prepared to get on these mics and be like, oh, clean finish, crushable, go for yeah, another. It's crushable. Yeah. It's crushable, but it it's not a clean finish. It's I lingering like, I bitterness. I feel like very rarely in Pilsners do you find that like hoppiness. It's hoppy, hoppy, hoppy. I mean, I'm you saying. said it a few times, so it's interesting. But I mean, that's kind of perfect for you. That's what I'm saying. This is right up my alley. And if you're a hop head, uh, this is is one that you definitely will enjoy more than you think you're going to enjoy. Mm. So it's something different. It's sweet, but not too sweet. It's pretty well balanced, but I, I, yeah, I'm just blown away by how much the hops come through in this, in this particular beer. I am even more of a fan than I thought I was going to be. Now there you go. let's talk about the brewery for a bit. Yes, we because, do need to talk about them. And I, I'll, I'll just say that, uh, not to, give away what you're drinking next, but I first found out about them because of their artwork and because mm. they have a beer called the I Hate Myself IPA, which Gabe will be drinking. And I thought it was hilarious. And there's like a whole article in Beer Advocate from several years ago that you can read yeah. about that goes on and on about how some people are just straight up turned off from the company because they find their artwork to be negative and their beer names to be negative. 
And why do people hate art? I just think it's so funny. And then I went to Ivan Ramen, which I mean, all day, every day. Yeah, my lord, I love that place. God bless that place. And they had Three's Beer Brewing as a beer option, so that's where I first had it. But Three's Brewing is crushing it in the New York mm. craft beer scene. They oh, opened yeah. in 2014. Uh, they have won accolades on accolades in that time. They've opened now four locations, sort of, kind of. Some one, some are pubs, some are more beer shops. Um, but they, like I mentioned, this beer won gold in 2017 in the light lager category. They've won a whole bunch at that New York craft beer competition and what I think is most impressive is two years in a row, they took home the Governor's Excelsior Cup, which is the number one beer in the state, beating out hundreds of beers. And that's uh, New York. New York has good beers. Yeah, they did that that's... in 2017 and 2018. So that's 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 pretty impressive. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't. I was just doing that for me, but yeah. Well, sure. You got what Why you not? asked for. <laughs> They contribute to a couple of causes. Uh, they're very, you know, giving back. Um, one of their beers that they have on rotation every year is called the Gender Neutral Lager. It's released annually during Pride and supports different LGBTQ-related causes and People Power, a nationwide effort spearheaded by threes that included more than 80 breweries around the country to each brew a beer, which was in support of the ACLU, which is the American Civil Liberties Union. So they do give back a lot. Uh, going off of what you said about the locations, so they're mostly located in Brooklyn, uh, in Gowanus, which first off. Gowanus. What a great name, am Gowanus. I right? Gowanus. It's that so be, awesome. That would be the location behind me. I obviously chose this image because of the barrels. Bang! Exclamation point! We love, we love because our barrels. we love them barrels. And again, Stephen has the run of the place, so <laughs> go join him. Yeah. The, uh, we're, we're calling it the OG location. They opened in 2014, Brewery Brew Pub. Then they opened up a sister bar in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, uh, which is a little more intimate. At, they've been open since 2017, and they partnered with Purse Lane, which is an established Brooklyn caterer committed to making a zero-waste organization. Each spot has their own little food connection, which is pretty awesome to see. They've got their seasonal location at Governor's Island. Uh, that is always open in the spring, so it's closed right now until the spring of 2021. And that is the classic lawn games, lounge chairs, 5,000 square foot open space. That's the summer, spring outings. Go there and play um, cornhole and whatnot. And then they've got their Huntington location, which is more of a store, and that's known for their to-go orders and pickups, and that's brand new. So they're yeah. all over New York, which is great. I think the Huntington thing, I think it literally opened like in the past couple weeks. Like it's, yeah, it's pretty it's, brand it's new. It's brand new. And that is new not floors. that's not just Threes Brewing. They also offer uh craft beer from other places there. It's more of a store, but it does have a heavy focus on the threes. I mean, it's operated by threes self-described from the brewery. They are known for crafting approachable beers that balance simplicity and complexity with a focus on lagers, hop forward American ales and mixed culture beers. We haven't really talked about that 
all that much, but that is the third category of what they focus on is their mixed culture beers. We haven't talked about it because we're not drinking any of them today. Whoops. Oh, well. We're sorry. Um, but yeah, this place, I mean, the the accolades that they've drawn go on and on. You can check out their website, threesbrewing.com, which is also where you can go if you live in New York or another state somewhere that I'm forgetting. And you could, they it's ship, great for me. They ship to, I, I want to say it's Massachusetts, but I could be wrong about that. They ship to two states in New England, and they're available in a number of other states, obviously Connecticut. Yeah, I think it is Massachusetts. It's either Massachusetts or like the other one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them it's it's up here know. somewhere why but, am i acting like i know i don't know but uh where i was going with that is on their website you can also see all of the accolades they've you know received over the years including being named best brewery and beer bar in new york city by bon appetit magazine which is pretty cool so we have more of their beers to drink and i think we should continue this journey because your glass looks oh and it's gone all right well I need another beer, Stephen. All right. I guess it's time for round two then. <laughs> okay. Round two. Here we go. I am going to start things off with my fun little Tiku glass. I haven't used this in a while, so I broke this puppy out. Where'd you get that? I, I, I got it as a birthday gift from my friend Stephen. Pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to play for that. Yeah. Yay! Yay! There you go. We need a, like a happy birthday drop, but we'll yeah, get right. that later. <laughs> so as Stephen mentioned, I do have the I Hate Myself IPA. So this is, for those of you watching on YouTube, this was the can artwork. It's kind of got that like, it's not negative, but it, you know, it's got that, it's called I Hate Myself. So the artwork kind of matches the title, if okay, you will. So, so this is because I was reading about this in 2017, which is the beginning of my, my threes brewing journey. That artwork is sort of this this minimalist design it's all of their ipas are kind of in that same that same vein yes. and basically the decision was to keep the the logo simple keep the basically let the names and the artwork on the cans speak for themselves so the the, the cans and the artwork are bold and that specific design that you were just holding up is i mean it's literally like it's like i'd rather have a poke in the eye that's what it is. It's like a, right. a hand with a needle moving towards a balloon, which has an eye painted on it. It's it's uh, it's just it's eye catching, and I think it's hilarious myself. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. And this is another one of those. You know, you can almost always find this. Um, I had a choice between a couple three selections, but. I knew about the artwork and about your finding My and love I just for it. <laughs> your love for it. And I just yeah. I, I was like, we have to have this one. And you know, no spoilers, but the next one you have is another one of their flagships. It's, but yeah. we, we we got the classics, but we ventured off with the Pilsners and whatnot. But the brewer actually said that that artwork that you have visualizes the feeling one has when things are not going right or you have a bad choice to make. One might say, quote, I would rather have a needle stuck in my eye. <laughs> Wow. It's hilarious. Like, I, I think it's hilarious. I don't know. It's pretty excellent. I have and a dark sense makes, of humor. <laughs> it, it makes for good beer drinking, so why not? I have the, as I mentioned, the I Hate Myself. It's an IPA. It is 6.8%, so a little bit stronger than the last one. 
No IBUs to speak of. On the SRM chart, we are looking at a cloudy orange juice type of drink. Big, fluffy, pillowy head. I can already tell there's going to be some fun lacing on this one. Uh, but yeah, this is very, it's a little darker in here than it is on camera. So I would say maybe between like a 9, 11, 12-ish mm -hmm. on the scale, depending on what you're looking at. Uh, Beer Advocate gave it an 89. Untapped gave it a 3.92. It is made with Simcoe and Amarillo hops. The grains are American two-row German wheat malt, American flaked oats, and German carafoam. So that's very interesting. I love the word carafoam. I don't know why. I, I really don't know what it is. It just makes me think of the foam that's on the beer. But it's much more hazy in the glass than I was expecting it to look like. I think that I Hate Myself is the one I had at Ivan Ramen. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. But uh, I, I I think this is the one I had. It's just, it's it's another one of their flagships. It's been around, you know, forever. And it's it's a go-to for Threes Brewing for sure. I'm really excited about it. I mean, even before I read about it, just knowing it was a hefty IPA, I was like, let's go. And I chose right because uh, hoppy on the nose, citrusy on the nose. It's got, you know, that orange. It's got the peel. It's got the pininess. It's got that grapefruit. Um, I wouldn't say like tropical or anything, but definitely in the orange lemon grapefruit category. But yeah, it's it's you can really smell the hops and they're sweet hops. It's not, you know, with a resiny hops with a real big bite. I'm sure there will be a bite, but you're not going to smell a bite when you first smell this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Simcoe and Amarillo. So it's uh, a different kind of complexity from what you might some of the some of the, I mean, Amarillo is just a little bit more. It's not niche but it is less prevalent than like citra hops. So, oh, you look excited. <laughs> wow. This is smoother than the Pilsner. No lie. This And that 3% Pilsner you were yes, just drinking? Yes, because the 3% Pilsner had a little bit of crispness to it when it went down. Like you could taste the carbonation. This has no carbonation, none. Okay, interesting. Well, I shouldn't say none. I mean, it has carbonation, but when it goes down... <laughs> is it flat? Yeah, no, sorry. That was that was bad. <laughs> it's not flat. It's just when it goes down, it's so smooth. It's, it's fluffy. It's pillowy. It's mm. citrusy. It's, it's piney. The, the uh, tasting notes from the brewery say jackfruit, pine resin, correct, white grapefruit, correct, orangina. Whoa. Peach, correct, piney, citrusy, IPA-like, and candied donut. I thought you were skipping over that, and I was like, you are not going to skip past that. No, no, that. no, no. I was saving that puppy for last. That was one of the descriptions on the website. It says candied donut. Who's ever that candied a, a donut? That might be a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> I didn't even know you could candy a donut. I, I want to meet whoever writes their tasting notes for their website. I just want to meet them. Because every single one has a just a, a, a question mark to me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, beer is still taking the cake. Yeah, <laughs> it tastes like beer. Well, um, 
Uh, yeah, I don't. It's sweet. It's definitely sweet. It's got a citrusy sweetness to it that I really, really like. It's, it's. I wouldn't say creamy, but it's very soft. Is the right word I'm going to put for it. C- yeah, candy donut. I don't know. I, I see. But see, here's the thing. I see where they were going. Like, obviously, it doesn't taste like a donut. But I see the direction where they were going on the description, so that I'm not – I'm like, okay, I see what you were thinking there. I I was not expecting – I was expecting like a bite. This doesn't really – it's hoppy and piney, but it doesn't have a bite. It doesn't taste like, you know, a very strong IPA. It tastes like a soft – flavorful IPA that is I'm going to say not crushable. Don't crush this cuz you'll be hammered. But sounds like it's more in the juicy world. I mean, yeah. right? Like yeah, it's, that's what that's you, what it looks like. As you can see that lacing. But yeah, it's definitely in that world and I'm so glad I poured this in this kind of glass. It's perfect for this. I don't know what else to say. It's just it's delightful. It's fluffy. It looks, it looks delicious. It sounds delicious, and it makes me want an IPA. And here's the thing: this is what's going to be interesting because we're we we were comparing pilsners. Now we're going to be comparing IPAs because I also have one of their IPAs here. What's ironic so. about this, though, is that it's called "I Hate Myself," and it makes me so happy <laughs> now that I'm drinking it. So I love myself. <laughs> Feels so the much irony, better. but yes, you have an IPA as well. As I yeah. mentioned, you have another one of their flagships. So um, mine, mine I showed is, my can. Let's see yours. Yeah, so mine is the logical conclusion, kind of a thumbs up, thumbs down. The artwork is is it's leaving it up to you. Is it a, is it a thumbs up or thumbs down? It's called the it's logical like conclusion. <laughs> this one, uh, again, it's one of their flagships. It's been around uh, almost as long as the brewery has, and this one. So my lager one the top light lager category in 2017. This one won the top, the the gold in the hazy IPA category in 2019. And that is uh, a big deal. That's a very crowded category. So big ups on that. Well the done. Ho- you you picked, so you got the award beers and I got their counterparts pretty much. Yeah, funny how that worked out, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the malt in here is German Pilsner malt, German malted wheat and American wheat flakes. The hops are the old Citrus Simcoe mosaic. So the OGs, the classics. ABV of 7.2%. Beer Advocate has it at 91. Untapped has it at 4.02. Now it is a pale orangish color. Uh, it's quite hazy. I cannot see through it at all. The head retention uh, wasn't really there. It's kind of receded into a ring around the glass pretty quickly. Uh, there's a little bit of lingering head, but not very much. But it does look like there's some some lacing in the glass. More to come as I drink the beer. Uh, but it's a it's a hazy New England style. I mean, it looks like it looks like. I don't know, orange juice or yeah. a little lighter than that. You know, it's it's on the SRM chart probably around a six ish. Uh so very hazy New England, juicy citra mosaic, everything right in line, right where it belongs. No twists or turns on this one. Seven point two as well. This this let's see this. This yeah. is gonna be interesting. 
So the nose is extremely tropical, plenty of tropical fruit, all of that peach, mango, guava. I love guava. I love, yeah, I love it. I love it when it comes through in beer. It's, 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 it's a very subtle thing, but it always makes a difference. It's got a dankness to it too. I do smell some bitterness in here. I do smell some of the hoppy earthiness. Uh, I even detect some of the malt, some of that uh, wheat comes through, some of those wheat flakes come through. But I mean, you put your nose to this and it's like, oh, an IPA. Like it, it's clear what you're getting into. From nice. The, that's from that's jump. good. That way, there are no surprises. <laughs> now, what's really great about this one is this was the first beer I ever saw of Threes. This was the one I saw in Target and I said, huh, Threes Brewing. And I looked and I saw New York. And so we kept it on the back burner that like Stephen said in the beginning, this has been you know, in the, on the shelf for us for a little while. And here we are. So very excited to do it. But uh, yeah, I need to grab this beer once I am uh, able to. So one of their fun tasting notes for this one was Gushers. Now I love Gushers. You love Gushers. Everyone loves Gushers. Back. Who doesn't love Gushers? Gushers, (laughs) arguably one of the best gummy candies to ever exist as a kid absolutely when when it would be hot out and they'd melt and stick together Uh, you'd have just one giant gusher i love gushers because they gush all right the the point is that that was one of their tasting notes i was excited to drink this beer because of it i think that i got more quote-unquote gusher in the nose than in the taste because i associate that with extreme tropical fruit and that's not so much what you get on the taste. There is tropical fruit here. I am getting some peach. I am getting some mango. But there's a, it's softer than that. I'm getting like grapefruit peel. Um, the malt, it balances out more than you think it's going to from the nose. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, honestly, I think if, if I tasted everything that I sm- smelled, it might mm-hmm. be a little overwhelming. But I am saying yeah. that... This is this, one of those cases where the no the the smell and the taste are different but that's you kind of like that as opposed to i'm getting this on the on the smell but not on the taste but this one i feel like that's what you want yeah it's 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 fluffy it's soft it's pillowy like you were saying it's very drinkable uh i don't think it tastes like 7.2 percent. i think it's pretty sneaky in that way the mouthfeel is luscious, it's soft, it's juicy, and just fills your mouth. The carbura- carbonation is is moderate, it's not too uh, prevalent. And as for the bite, like, I don't, I mean, there's some, but it's it's more in the world of juicy IPA. It's not in the world of resiny, pine, mm-hmm. any of that. Yeah. I almost got more hot bite off that lager than I did off the IPA. See? Which is interesting. Um, crazy. And the back end is cleaner than the IPA was. The I, I mean, than the lager was. The lager had a lingering bitterness. This is a little bit of lingering citrus, but it's 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 pretty clean on the finish. Like it, I love that. It's, uh, I think it's a, a classic New England IPA. I think that it is a perfected New England IPA. I think it's exactly what this style is supposed to be. They've been doing it for a long time. They won that gold medal and they just keep doing it. And it's pretty, 
it's not blowing me away just because it's not anything crazy outlandish. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. It's it's a classic. It's yeah. an OG. But it's really good. For, yeah. It, I mean, who doesn't love doesn't love a classic IPA? It's, it's the go to. I'm going to assume between the two, your choice would be this one. Okay, so he's gonna pick the Pilsner. Do it. You know what? I am gonna Be pick brave. the Pilsner. I am gonna pick the Pilsner for two Woo! reasons. One, one, because who cares? It couldn't matter right. less to anybody. Yeah. And two, because uh, the Pilsner was just surprising. So, um, for that reason, I'm gonna pick that. How about you? Uh, I'm going to do the I hate myself. I loved the Pilsner. I really did. But the I hate myself, just the flavors and how fluffy and gushy it was and how surprising it was to me just uh, really, really took it for me. Um, Three's Brewing has a lot of other stuff to offer, though. They have a lot of other awesome beers. You can go to their site and they have a website and then they have kind of like a shop site so you can – Purchase uh, whichever type you want. I mean, they, they're another one. They've got – they kind of have something for everyone. And if you look at the cans, you'll notice a lot of them, as we mentioned, are pretty similar. The Pilsners have the like the stripes and the IPAs have, you know, the, the fun cans to them. Yeah, it's uh, not, it's not have, just Pilsners. In, in the lager style, right, you got a Hellas. You got a, a Hoppy Pale Lager. You got a Extra English, which – I don't even know which category that goes into. Foudre um, fermented pilsner. I know I'm saying that wrong, but they have a series of uh, of of one hop IPAs, which I love. They have a Galaxy IPA, a Strata IPA. Strata. Uh, they've got plenty of doubles, plenty of you know, yeah. plenty of IPAs to speak All of. All with dope artwork. Um, they've yes. got wine. They've got seltzer. They've got hard kombucha. They've got cider. They've got coffee. They've got yeah. snacks. They've got everything. Well, that that's their their liquor store i don't know if they i mean they don't make all well, that but that's their yeah, uh their you know what I mean. but you can order those things and have them delivered to you uh yeah. but they do have ciders and they do have uh plenty of sour beers as well and again we didn't really go into their wild ales or anything like that um but they they have them so check them out wow three's brewing i'm a big fan I think you all out there should be too because they've got great beers. And as we always mention, they've got beers for everyone, every style. And if you're watching on YouTube, look behind me. You see all these barrels behind me. When you walk into a brewery, when you walk into a brewery and you see this, this is potential. This means there's something good happening before your very eyes. This is how you know there's a good brewery that you're standing in right now. I, if you're not watching on YouTube, I'm sorry, but basically <laughs> if you're not it, watching on YouTube. Just it's a lot of barrels. The point is this is a good sign. This is how, you know, it's a brewery you want to stick with because in six months or 12 months or whenever these barrels get popped open, something delicious will be on the other side of that. So check you can't out. go wrong with a barrel. We should get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. But before we do, Steven, yes. I have a question for you. I have an answer. Locking yourself in a lighthouse for seven days, watching 60 movies throughout the week with no outside contact. How does that sound to you? Sounds fun at first and then creepy. And then uh, I think by day six or seven, it would start to feel a little like a prison sentence. If I'm well, being honest. Boy, do I have a <laughs> film festival for you. 
This is our fun topic for the week, and this is a real, real thing. There is a film festival. It is the Gothenburg Film Festival, and they're changing things up this year. Basically, they're doing an experiment to see how people are watching movies during the pandemic. You know, before everyone's at movie theaters enjoying crowds, and now that they can't really do that, it mostly people are watching either alone or in small groups. So they did an experiment. They had a contest for everyone to participate in. And if you apply and you get selected, you get put in a the historic, it's called the Peter Noster Lighthouse, located on the craggy island of I don't know how to say this. Hamneskar off the west coast of Sweden. So if you want to go visit a lighthouse in Sweden. It honestly looks like Azkaban from Harry Potter. It it genuinely does. It looks so scary. (laughs) But basically what happens is you get sent there. No phone, no book, no contact, nothing. It's just you alone for a week watching 60 premiere movies and reviewing them. And I guess there's a... Uh, you're being filmed the whole time to get your genuine reaction and whatnot. But this is a real thing. You're just totally isolated. And it's the film festival is, like I said, they're trying this experiment to see what happens. It's the Gothenburg Film Festival 2021. And I have to say, I don't know how to feel about this. I feel like this- I, I, I feel the same way. I feel like it'd be like, all right, let's just watch some movies. And after day four, I'd be like, I need... I need to go on a run or so. I need well, to take the, a walk. I have a few thoughts. Number one, we have at least one friend who this would be his just dream perfect in life. Perfect for. Yes. Like perfect. Number two, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie that if I saw the movie, I would go, that's just unrealistic. Who would do that? Like this, that's what this sounds like. And number three, it sounds great, but like remember, it's not like seven days of inception. It's like seven days of movies that are premieres and some are going to be good and some are going to suck. And like, what yeah. if it's like seven days of cats? I would lose my fucking <laughs> mind. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You'd love that. No, I wouldn't because there's no phone. Yes, you would. There's no one to talk to. If I saw cats alone on a, on this, on this Island in this lighthouse with no phone, no books. I mean, all you can do is walk out of the house to the rocks and look at the waves crash. I mean, I, it doesn't even look safe if I'm being honest. It really doesn't. That's it what's looks, funny. There's just like a house on top of some rocks and then the right. lighthouse. Azkaban is extreme, I, but you and I are, you and I are big fans of the Harry Potter movies. That's another story for another day. But the first movie before he even knows he's a wizard, they all go to that weird house, like where it's like barely above water, and everyone's Why like, "How are did they, they there?" And like, "How did yeah. they get there?" It's never really addressed. The point is, don't tell me this lighthouse looks exactly like that house. It absolutely. It's does. just like a and tiny rock with a little <laughs> like plot of house on it, and just water. I don't even. And from the picture, this, the it, house looks like it's gonna be flooded in like five minutes yeah, and like pi- why would anyone stay here the picture they put might have been a dramatic reenactment i don't know but the picture looks like there is a tempest coming down like i don't even know how a boat would get there to god drop i hope you it's off. real 
You would have Yeah, this the the photo they if they if this is real and they took the photo, they took it in the middle of a storm and that's not very <laughs> inviting and I don't know who their marketing director is, it but would, they clearly didn't know what they were doing. It would doing. require them to drop you like literally from like a helicopter like that movie The Guardian with Ashton Kutcher. You'd have to be descended in. That's the only way someone could safely get onto this island and also, like one of the prerequisites to enter this is you have to like be okay with being alone because you're just by yourself for seven yeah. days. You're you, no phone, nobody, no books. It's just you and movies. And I did the math: sixty movies, seven days of the week. That's like eight and a half movies, give or take, like a two-hour normal movie. It's like eight and a half movies a day. That's that's a lot. That's again, Gabe. Gabe with the math on the episode. This has been Gabe's. <laughs> Most mathematical episode, but yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. This is this is this is. Um, it is very interesting, and I would hope that the movies are all very different. And one's horror, one's not horror. One's action, one's comedy, one's this, one's that, and drama and blah blah blah. It's blah. just and like that's you cool. know that some at some point there's going to be some like weird art film that's like all bagpipe music or something, and like there's no dialogue. There's a cat's prequel called <laughs> Kittens. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I would love that. I'd oh kill no. for that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the point is, like, you just know there's going to be a movie that's just going to have you clawing your own eyes out, and there's nowhere to go, and no one to talk to a bit it about, and you're just stuck there, and you have to watch it. I, my favorite part of the article is the last sentence. We're not sure if popcorn is included. Because <laughs> I can tell you right now, anytime I go to the movies, I have to get popcorn. I have to. It's just like a staple. So if I don't have popcorn for the movies, eh, I don't know. You'd have to have popcorn know. for eight movies a day. I would need a popcorn machine in the <laughs> lighthouse to just churn out different types of popcorn. All right. We got to go. Uh, guys, thank you for sticking with us for Three's Woo! Brewing. Um, great brewery. Fantastic brewery. Just another winner. Uh, we've been we've been on fire lately um, after Night We're Shift and fire. Three's Brewing. Uh, so check them out. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Apple. You can find us on Spotify, Google. Subscribe, like all those things, send us an email, hit us up, all of those good things, and we'll be back for round 56 next week. Take care, guys. Say something nice. Love each other. Drink good beer. That's all you need in this world. Cilantro.